Some weeks ago, I took a trip to the great city of Chicago to walk, to saunter, to contemplate the world we live in. On the trip, one day turned to night. Some 15 miles and roughly 30,000 steps later, I saw a story there was to tell. The story was about a simple act that has saved us. It saved us all at various moments, taken a walk on our own or with a companion, furry or human. The act of taking a walk is such a beautiful thing. I'm Buzz Knight and welcome to the first episode of Taking a Walk, a journey that will take us to many places with many different people. As I got excited about the possibilities, I thought there's no better place to start the journey than Walden Pond. Let's go talk to the executive director of the Walden Woods Project, Kathy Anderson, and see what she thinks of the idea. It's so nice to see you, Kathy. Uh, how's everything going with you today? Oh, it's a beautiful day here, and uh, everything's going great, Buzz. It's great to see you, too. So I know for every nonprofit, this has been an incredibly difficult time uh, during, obviously, this pandemic. and. Um, I just wanted to get an update. How are things going at the Walden Woods Project? Well, you're absolutely right that um, most nonprofits um, have faced some challenges, uh, indeed, in terms of you know fundraising and adapting programs to um, you know virtual presentations and whatever. We're no different. Um, but it's everything is going really well. We have a lot of loyal supporters who have stood by us for over 30 years who continue to uh, support us financially. Um, and I think that we're doing overall, you know, we're doing well. Um, I would say that COVID has actually opened up some opportunities for us, interestingly. Um, I think if there's a couple of silver linings to COVID for the Walden Woods project. Uh, they are number one, um, people are coming out to reconnect with nature as never before. And, um, you know, you've probably heard reports on TV about this that our national parks are having incredibly high visitation. And I think that um, the pandemic has caused people to reflect uh, a lot on their own lives. And, um, you know, they are starting to think uh, about, you know, their place in the world and uh, also their place in nature. And uh, so consequently, our trail systems in Walden Woods have had higher use than ever before. It's really gratifying to see people, you know, uh, come out and uh, appreciate this beautiful historic landscape uh, in numbers that we've never seen before. So uh, that is one plus. Uh, the other is the adaptation of many of our programs to virtual presentations has opened our organization up to a whole new audience um, across the globe. It's phenomenal how um, virtual programming attracts people from different countries. And uh, I was just uh, 
talking with our education director just yesterday, and uh, we made a list of all the different countries uh, where people live who have participated in our virtual programs. And I think we're up to about 15, 20 different countries. So um, that is really great because we can cast a wider net about Thoreau's legacy, talking about uh, on a global level, his influences in terms of contemporary environmental and social reform issues. So we're engaging a bigger audience while at the same time in still continuing to engage our local audience. So I, I view that as a, as a plus and we're gonna continue to do virtual programming indefinitely for that reason, even when we're able to fully um, restart our on-site programming. That's fantastic news to hear. And it's fantastic to hear how people um, have sought the tranquility of uh, Walden Woods and Walden Pond during this time and other uh, tremendous places as well. So uh, I know me personally, um, you know, I live in the backyard here um, and I'm fortunately very close so I can, you know, go visit and take in the beauty. Um, but I actually uh, grew different appreciation for places as well because of just being here seven days a week and really um, seeking the outdoors and the beauty and, you know, the ability to just be out there taking it all in and taking a walk. So, yeah, I, I can identify with that. Well, we need these places, obviously, in our lives. And, um, you know, it really brings home the importance of conservation uh, and land protection uh, very, very clearly. Uh, if we don't protect what we love, then what we love is not going to be there for us in the future and certainly not for future generations. Um, I'm a firm subscriber to the approach of protecting half of our earth. And we've worked closely with Dr. E.O. Wilson and his Half Earth Project. And, you know, we are, um, we are part and parcel of the natural world. And um, basically by saving nature, we're saving ourselves. And I think people more and more are beginning to recognize that. And certainly climate change has brought home the importance of you know, conservation as well, because the impacts that we are going to, uh, to see and are already seeing from a changing climate are going to shrink our available open space and uh, it's going to be even more necessary for us to, uh, to take action, to set aside you know, places in the natural world. And what we fail to protect very soon will be gone. Um, I believe that totally about Walden Woods and um, you know, we see a lot of pressures of development uh, and population growth and um, all of those things we're all too familiar with that really squeeze out habitat, impact biodiversity, cause extinctions, um, and in fact impact uh, climate change in a, in a very dramatically negative way because when we lose forest land, we 
lose opportunities for carbon sequestration, which are so important. Um, so I, uh, I think that the, the COVID crisis has in a lot of ways awakened people to these challenges we face. Totally agree, Kathy, totally agree. Um, so I wanted, to, um, I wanted to run something by you I've been thinking about here. Um, I was on a recent trip in the great city of Chicago. And um, I know there's you know, many great walking cities, as you know, Boston is one and Chicago and New York, and there's others certainly that are really great places to go and explore and people watch and just take in the beauty of, of, a, of a day and a cityscape. Um, just as there's amazing places such as Walden to do it that are, you know, more remote and taking in nature. And while I was on that walk, um, I thought of this idea for a, uh, a podcast series called Taking a Walk, where, um, you know, I can really shine a light on uh, a great location, um, a great guest, whether it be a friend, a new friend, you sort of name it, and really in the mindset of how taking a walk and, and mindfulness is so, so critical, uh, especially in this, in this day and age. So as I thought about it, um, I thought the only place to really start this is the rightful place of, of Walden for everything that it stands for. And, and obviously what Henry David stands for, um, it just is just too natural and too special a place and too special to me. So um, I, I, I love the idea of, of starting the series there. And um, you have this amazing uh, curator that I've read about and, and read his work named Jeffrey Kramer. Um, I think it would be fascinating to go take a walk with Jeffrey at Walden Pond. So um, I don't mean to catch you off guard here, but what do you think? <laughs> well, I think that's a terrific idea. I love to walk with Jeff around Walden Pond because, you know, he is, um, he is so passionate about Thoreau and the Transcendentalists. Um, as you know, Jeff has edited many of Thoreau's works and, um, you know, we laughingly tease Jeff and say, oh, you know, any day of Thoreau's life, Jeff will know what Thoreau did. <laughs> he, uh, he is really, really a wealth of knowledge about Henry David Thoreau. So it's a lot of fun to, um, to be in the actual place with Jeff and, uh, and hear him talk about uh, talk about Henry's time there. So uh, I think you'd, I think that's, first of all, I think that's a great idea. And I think you'd both really enjoy it. That's great. I, uh, I really look forward to doing it and I'm going to do it. And um, I really appreciate you, uh, you, you hearing me out on it and, um, and I'll keep you posted obviously. And I really wanted to thank you and everybody in your organization, you know, during these, these challenging times, you know, Juliet and Jeff and Sarah and others, obviously, that I don't know who um, have really, you know, kept the focus of the great work that the Walden Woods Project 
does. So um, as somebody who, um, you know, is a great believer in all of uh, uh, your work and their work, uh, I wanted to say thank you for that. Well, I want to thank you, Buzz, uh, as we all do. You have been such a great friend and supporter now for uh, many, many, many years, and uh, just a wonderful, uh, wonderful colleague and friend. So um, I'm delighted to uh, to hear about this new uh, project, and uh, I just think it's going to be fantastic. Thank you, Kathy. On part two of episode one of Taking a Walk, Buzz talks to Jeffrey Kramer, the curator of the Walden Woods Project. Well, Jeff, it's so nice to meet you, and it's so nice to be taking a walk with you. It's my pleasure, Buzz. So in the course of your busy day, how often do you get to take a walk here? Strangely, very rarely. Um, I'm busy in the library with, with archival work and things like that and helping with researchers and students so very rarely do i actually get the time like we're doing now to get a nice walk around the pond and how did you uh, first end up uh at the walden woods project uh, i was uh, i'm a trained librarian archivist and um, also an independent thorough scholar and it was actually a very strange coincidence i was working for the boston public library for over 20 years and had been looking for something different and I was working on my first book, a thorough related book called Thorough on Freedom and the editor said I should come out to the Walden Witch Project and see somebody here who uh, might give me some lesser known quotations for the book just to give it some something that nobody else had and two days before I came out here to get the quotations, um, the woman who was in charge of rare books in those days came and said, Jeff, you should meet this woman we just hired. She used to be the curator at the Thorough Institute. And so when I came out here and the man handed me a disc with a few quotations on it, I said, do you have an opening? And he said, yeah, you interested? So they had done a nationwide search and didn't find the right candidate. I had been looking to get out of Boston for years, couldn't find the right job. And here I was, a thorough scholar and a trained archivist walking into their doors saying, do you have an opening? And he showed me around. I just absolutely fell in love with not only the library, but what the Walden Woods Project represented and what it was trying to do. So sent in a letter, invited for an interview, and was coming for my interview. And you know how when you really want something, you say something really stupid and, and kind of blow it? So... <laughs> I was really afraid of that happening. So I was about five minutes away from approaching the Walden Woods Project for my interview. And as you might know, or as your listeners might know, our founder was Don Henley from the Eagles. And so I said, if I hear the Eagles on the radio, this will be my job. And as soon as I said that, Hotel California started on the radio. And as I pulled into the parking lot, um, we had gravel parking lot in those days you could hear the tires on the gravel and the song Hotel California ended as I came out of the car so it was just coming out of the car I knew that was my job um, and about a week later I had the the offer I have goosebumps yeah I, I actually do too <laughs> it's amazing yeah. and in a time where um, you often hear about the fact of uh, you know joy and what people have and in their work um, 
you are somebody that I perceive has incredible joy about your work. I do. I just, the idea of having a position where you are spending your day talking and working with authors that you love, Thoreau, but also Emerson, Margaret Fuller, the Alcotts, all of them. It, it is a joy. And to get to talk to people about Thoreau as part of my work, I mean, who could think of anything better? So when you think of the time that we're in, and you think of the importance of uh, mindfulness, and, and, and I believe mindfulness and walking certainly go hand in hand, how important do you think it is today, uh, and, and specifically how important you know, is, uh, is Walden around mindfulness? Well, I mean, Thoreau is certainly um, an important author when you think about mindfulness. Um, back in his day, what he would refer to um, would be deliberation, um, the idea of deliberating to think about things. So that's basically the same concept, to be mindful of what you're doing, how you're doing it, how it affects the people around you. Um, so I think it's a very important concept, and I think people often miss that aspect of Thoreau. They, they talk about mindfulness, oh, I'm sorry, they talk about deliberation, but they don't jump ahead to how we refer to it now as mindfulness and how important those ideas that Thoreau was writing about in relation to how we conduct our lives, how much that relates to how we should be living our life today. And when we think also of solitude, morning, morning which has been so much a part of, you know, what's going on around uh, COVID. Um, how, how do we cherish solitude when we're, when we're here and, and really embrace that? Well, I think part of it is just to be content with who you are and what you offer. So Thoreau said, and I'm Amazingly, I'm very bad at quoting, but something to the effect, if I stand by myself, I'm never alone. So the idea that in solitude, you're not necessarily alone. Um, and also the idea that you could be in a crowd full of people and be lonely. So um, where you are and the number of people around you or not around you does, does not make much difference in um, that concept, that idea. So... Um, for a lot of people I know, um, this period of being somewhat isolated has been very difficult. Um, as a born introvert, um, it's been heaven. Uh, so um, it all depends uh, which way you view things. Did Henry David go for walks, though, with, uh, with others here? Or was he, was he, I mean, he was obviously uh, a solo act. Right, right. <laughs> So he did. Um, people wanted to go on walks with him, friends um, particularly. Um, he didn't necessarily enjoy that. So if you think about what was Thoreau's, I don't want to say job, but what was he did? Um, he studied the world around him. He studied nature. He studied human interaction or human, the human condition. Um, and he wanted to think about it. So a walk in the woods or boating on the river or whatever he chose to do um, for three, four hours a day was part of his work. Um, 
and he would say things like, you know, you would not necessarily watch a doctor do surgery or um, follow a lawyer into a courthouse. You, you don't do those things. When a person's working, you let them work. So um, usually he found that when somebody accompanied him on a walk, it was more of an annoyance than, than anything else. But he also embraced this uh, community. He did. You know, this, he did. This whole area and community of, yes. of special people, right? Yes, and um, he was always a part of his community. So a lot of people tend to think of Thoreau as a hermit or somebody who went um, away from society, but that was never the case. Even when he lived here at Walden Pond, he was going into town almost every day. Um, and he'd visit with people, he'd visit with friends and family, gossip with the farmers, um, get his newspaper from the post office. So he was always part of that. And he said at one point um, that he lived in two worlds, um, nature and the post office, meaning the natural world, but also the social world, society. And if you think of, for instance, think of Walden as a pilgrimage for Thoreau, the most important thing on any pilgrimage is the idea that you go and you learn and then you share it. You come back um, and you share it. So um, Thoreau was very clear that he wanted to help, as he said in Walden, wake his neighbors up. So he never went away from society. Society was always integral to who he was and how he um, conducted himself in the world. How about entertainment? Was there a sense of entertainment in the community? Um, you know, music as an example? Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, Thoreau liked to play his flute. Um, so, I mean, he made his own music. In fact, there are, he talks about in his journal about going out onto the pond and playing his flute and playing with the echoes of the flute. So I like to think of Thoreau as being one of the early jazz musicians out here just improvising um, totally. Um, but yeah, there would be entertainment. Entertainment in those days would be often going to a lecture, um, so some forms of adult education and lecturing, but also musical performances, the theatrical performances, things like that. Um, thorough for him, it was mostly going to lectures. Do you think, uh, in light of the times, that there's a greater appreciation for uh, the beauty of, of Walden and places like it? Um, so when people are, you know, looking to get outdoors and take a walk, that uh, uh, they find or uh, rediscover places such as this? I think so. I mean, certainly during the pandemic, um, the number of people visiting natural places such as Walden or a national park or any kind of outdoor space, um, a rail trail, whatever it is, um, there are a lot of people taking advantage of, of that and trying to find something in this natural world of ours. Which I think is such a great byproduct of, of what's gone on. Absolutely. Uh, because if we forget about the beauty of uh, places such as this, then um, terrible things can happen. Yes. Our connection to the natural world helps us be better people, helps us um, live our way in a more positive way in the, in the world. Um, and so somebody like Thoreau, who said he was part and parcel of nature, he was, he was a natural creature, um, did not set himself apart as something different from nature. So he wasn't necessarily different from the fish in the pond or the trees or whatever. 
he was part of that world. So if you think about being part of something, it's harder to destroy it. You don't want to cause harm if you're part of something. It's only when something is foreign, something's different, something is something you can't relate to, um, that we feel we can do something that is not necessarily as beneficial. So if you think about how we treated the natural world as something different from us, it's why we destroy it. We can use it, we can abuse it, we can not take care of it. But once you are part of that world and you realize your interconnectedness with it, then you're going to do your utmost to protect it and help it. What do you think he would have thought of the discussions on climate change of today? <laughs> That's, that is actually a hard question because for Thoreau, in his day, and because so many of the things that we are experiencing are things he could never, ever have anticipated or thought of, but for Thoreau, the world, the universe, took care of itself. So things were constantly in flux, things were constantly changing. So that if you let it alone, Thoreau believed, um, then it would eventually repair itself or you'd have something different. Not necessarily better, not necessarily worse, but just something different. So if he were here in his mindset for the mid-19th century, looking at climate change, he might say, just step back, it'll take care of itself. Now, for somebody like Thoreau, that also meant that the natural course of things could actually eradicate human beings. And that was also, for Thoreau, part of the natural course of things. So he talked about, um, you know, that um, for any group or thing that is being destroyed, it is bad for that group or thing, but that thing, other things will take its place. So um, for Thoreau, I think he would actually look at the world as if it changed to a point where human beings could no longer live on this planet, that would be just one part of the cycle that has changed and is gone. But other things would probably carry on. Not a very human-centric uh, position. <laughs> Jeffrey, I really uh, I can't thank you enough for taking a walk here with me. Sure. Um, so as we close, um, what things would you like the audience to know about the great work that the Walden Woods Project is doing uh, that, uh, that, you, that you want people to know about? Well, mostly that we have multiple missions that sort of cross over and work together. But not only are we working to preserve the land associated with Henry David Thoreau, but also that we have our education department, so we're trying to help people, usually students, learn about Thoreau and try to separate some of the myths that they are always hearing. And then, of course, we have the research library where I, I work, um, where, again, we are helping people all the time come to a better understanding of who Henry David Thoreau actually was and what he actually was writing about. Thank you, Jeffrey. My pleasure, Buzz. Taking a Walk with Buzz Knight, available on Podbean and in the iTunes Podcast Store.